We have all been horrified by another school shooting that resulted in seven people dead. Today, I will address this tragedy along with other related issues that have been in the news recently. This is Glenn Schultz, the host of Kingdom Currents. I want to take a minute and thank you for tuning in to today's program. And so before I share my thoughts on the shooting that took place at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, I want to take a minute to thank all of you who regularly tune in to Kingdom Currents. It's hard to believe, but in four more short weeks, I will be observing the one-year anniversary of this podcast. It has been so encouraging as I travel around the country to run into people who tell me that they tune in each week. So thank you for listening. But I want to ask a favor of each of you. Now, whether you are a regular listener or this is your first time tuning in, would you take a minute and drop me an email letting me know how Kingdom Currents has blessed you? I want to get you and hear your comments about the podcast. I want to uh, receive suggestions on how to improve it. I would love to have you share some topics you would like to see addressed on future episodes or questions you might have especially those that relate to the education of future generations. Now, to do that, you can simply drop me an email. My address is very simple. It's glenn, with one N, G-L-E-N, at kingdomeducation.org. That's glenn, with one N, at kingdomeducation.org. So allow me to thank you in advance for the thoughts and your comments that I, I will be receiving through the emails. Now to the main topic of today's broadcast. On the morning of March 27th, a 28-year-old woman shot through the locked glass doors of the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. Upon entering, this woman, armed with two rifles and a handgun, methodically moved through the building looking for people to shoot. Before the police officers were able to shoot and kill this individual, she had murdered six people, including three innocent nine-year-old students. This mass shooting was different from the other similar tragedies in schools across the country. But what made this killing rampage so disturbing was that a woman had carried out this evil attack on precious young lives. And it also happened at a small Christian school, not a public or a private school, but a Christian school. Details of the shooting were first limited to the fact that the shooter was simply a 28-year-old woman and that three students, a maintenance worker, substitute teacher, and head of school were killed. We have since learned that the shooter was a former student at Covenant and was a transgender person. Maps of the school and a manifesto were found at the person's home. The shooter also left a frightening message with a friend explaining how something terrible was going to happen and take place that day and that she would probably be dead after she did this. It appears that this evil person may have even planned to murder her own parents. The motive behind this heinous act appears to be revenge on Christians who did not support her wanting to be a male instead of being a female as God had created her. I have spent a lot of time thinking through all that this shooting implies about today's culture and what it means for Christians in Christian schools. 
Dr. Larry Taylor, president of ACSI, the Association of Christian Schools International, was recently discussing school safety on a radio program. Dr. Taylor stated that one of the main reasons why parents choose to enroll their children in private schools, and specifically Christian schools, is the safety of their child. Most, if not all, Christian schools have established safety protocols designed to protect students and staff from such horrific acts. However, we must understand that we are living in a fallen world and that society as a whole has rejected God and his word. Whenever this happens, violence is sure to increase. It is important for sure that Christians do all they can to protect their homes and churches and schools. Yet, unfortunately, we cannot guarantee that something so tragic as this won't happen again. But this should motivate every Christian parent, teacher, pastor, etc., to become more and more intentional in teaching the gospel to every child from the time they're born right on through maturity. See, when we know the brevity and fragility of life, it should intensify our efforts to see our children come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. One of the biblical principles of kingdom education states that the education of children and youth must have as its primary goals the salvation and discipleship of the next generation. We have been reminded over the past week that these two goals are more important than any academic, fine arts, and or athletic goals we might set for our students. This must become our primary focus in all we do in educating our children, whether again it's taking place at home, church, or school. The gospel of Jesus Christ must be central to all we teach our children. There is something else we must understand from this recent shooting. Christianity will be increasingly under attack in the days ahead. I found it quite alarming to see how this woman has somehow become the victim in all this, not not the six innocent people that she killed. See, it didn't take long for people to criticize the police and others for quote-unquote misgendering the murderer. In fact, I I just read where CBS executives sent out a directive to those reporting on this mass murder. In their memorandum, they stated, and I quote, The shooter's gender has not been confirmed by CBS News. As such, we should avoid the mention of it as it has no relevance to the crime. Now, now, this was sent out in spite of the fact that the Nashville police chief stated in a press conference that, yes, she does identify as being transgender. He even suggested that through the manifesto that she left and other notes that being trans may have played a role in the motive for their killing. Instead of the shooting being recognized for what it really was, a hate crime against Christians, it has been portrayed as something that happened because of the oppression of LGBTQ plus people by conservative-leaning people, and especially those of us who call ourselves Christians. There have already been three different takeovers by pro-transgender people at state capitol buildings in Tennessee, Florida, and Kentucky. 
these protests are are over legislation that uh, some states have passed regulating the mutilization of of young children's bodies under the guise of gender care, etc. In, in Florida, the protesters chanted, "Now listen, whose schools? Our schools." What they were saying is, "They're our schools. We, we're going to control them." One of the protest organizers ranted, this fight does not end here. We keep showing up every single day. We keep making our voices uh, heard. It is clearly evident that the LGBTQ plus agenda is being pushed into schools all across the country. I, I, I was almost sickened watching a TikTok video of a male who believes he's a female and dresses that way and talks that way and how he was clearly targeting kids in a TikTok video he he made. Listen to what he says. Here's how he starts out. Hey, kids. Hi, kids. I want to talk to the kids. It's good that children see LGBTQ lives. Your parents have screwed up. If you need a family, you can hang out with me. Now, this is frightening. And I, there have been other videos that have where, where teachers who, who are trans or gay or whatever deviant lifestyle they're living have, have gone out and bragged on these videos how they're going to continue to indoctrinate our children. Uh, of course, uh, uh, President Biden made an official statement on the recent Transgender Day of Visibility. Listen to what he said on transgender. Gender Day of Visibility, we want you to know that we see you just as you are. Now listen, made in the image of God and deserving dignity, respect, and support. Now it's true that every single person, whether they're, they're living in sin or not, is uh, created in God's image. But, but the president was relating created in God's image saying that that's how God created you in a trans state. Or if you're gay or homosexual, God created you that way, so therefore you deserve dignity, respect, and support. Well, that just is biblically false. There is even now talk about a trans day of vengeance needing to take place. And we have to understand that it's those bad Christians with their puritanical, outdated views of human sexuality that is to blame for all this violence. Now, we shouldn't be surprised by any of this. Paul made it clear in his second letter, letter to young Timothy that indeed, all those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Now, now Paul didn't tell Timothy that this might happen. He, he said it will happen. Also, we must note that the Bible states that if we have a desire to live a godly life, in other words, we're purposed to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, then persecution will be a consequence that we have to face. Maybe a part of why we are in such a state as we find ourselves today is that the majority of Christians have not desired to live a godly life in Jesus Christ. And because we haven't had that desire, we have become comfortable not having to undergo persecution. Now, when we do this as Christians, and we don't have that desire, that determination to live a godly life in Christ, 
it ends up giving boldness to those who choose to live ungodly lives. And what they end up doing is now demanding that we not only accept their sinful lifestyles, but applaud them. And if we don't, we are the oppressors and we need to be stopped, maybe even killed. See, secular schools continued to indoctrinate children and youth with deviant sexual ideologies like this, as well as other dangerous ideas such as diversity, equity, and inclusion, or social-emotional learning, commonly referred to as SEL, and even what we've seen lately, trauma-based learning, just to name a, a few of these worldviews that are being thrust upon our children. So what must Christians do? Well, we must also always stand up against such teaching and demand that truth be taught to our children. However, this has become almost impossible in secular schools since today's culture has absolutely denied the existence of absolute truth. It's not going to be possible. Parents must understand that they have the God-given responsibility to give their children a biblical education. See, that's not an option. It's not... Uh, an alternative that we get to choose what's best for our kids. No, God expects every Christian parent to give their children a biblical education. And not only at home, but it's also got to be taking place in school and church. Now, now that means that pastors must lead their churches to support parents in helping these parents understand this responsibility. And I, I am convicted that churches, church leaders, hear me well, must find ways to help parents give their children a biblically-based, Christ-centered education. Now, I know everybody says, well, you know, you're bashing public schools. No, I'm against secular philosophy of education being indoctrinated into our kids' lives. We should be giving them a biblical education. See, Christian schools also have to do more to partner with parents by giving these parents the resources they need to understand what kingdom education really is. Now, that means that, first of all, we've got to make sure our staff members understand a biblical philosophy of education, which I refer to as kingdom education. And then we've got to help parents understand that. See, if the home church and school do not unite together to make sure every single child knows the truth of the gospel and prayerfully lead them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, then they must become, you know, they, they've got to do this. They, our, our children have to go and we've got to do everything we can to make sure they understand what the gospel message is and they have an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But then after that, again, the home church and school must become intentional in discipleship efforts so that students will develop a biblical worldview and be able to engage the culture with the truth of God's word. Now, on, our, on a recent uh, podcast, I talked about the fact that most education, can, especially schooling, is seen as simply college and career readiness. Parents have adopted this idea, and so have Christian schools. And we've got to break that pattern and realize, no, no. The most important thing we should be doing is helping our children know who God is, know him personally, and then know his truth 
to a degree that we think and act from a biblical worldview in all areas of life. To, to do all of this, Kingdom Education Ministries is committed to helping the home church and school understand and embrace a biblical philosophy of education. This is why I have recently released a, a series of 60 and to 90 second videos called Kingdom Education Minutes. These videos have been designed for Christian schools to send out to their parents maybe once a week uh, so that it will help parents understand kingdom education and give them the tools in order to do it at home and stay committed to it with the schooling of their children also. I urge every school listening to this podcast to make sure your school is a KEM Prime member so you have access to these Kingdom Education Minutes to send to your parents. I also want to encourage every single Christian school to have all their athletic staff, all their coaches, take the recently released online course that we've developed titled Setting a Standard of Excellence in Athletics. See, this course has been de designed for athletic directors to use with their coaches in an effort to develop a kingdom-focused athletic program. We've got to get the biblical philosophy of education, referred to as kingdom education, throughout all the uh, programs and activities of every Christian school. I also want to challenge every Christian school leader and pastor, if you're listening, to register today for one of this summer's Kingdom Education Summits. We must come together and develop strategies based on Kingdom Education to educate future generations so that they will go out into adult life by thinking and acting from a biblical worldview. Uh, this is the third summer that I've conducted these Kingdom Education Summits. And I must say, in all my 55 years of teaching, these are probably the most important events I've ever put on. So please register today. Now, for more information for all of these resources, the Kingdom Education Minutes, uh, the coaching courses, all the staff training that's available uh out on my member website for information on these or information on the summits, just go to kingdomeducationministries.com. That's kingdomeducationministries.com or email me at glenn at kingdomeducation.org. We've got to go and unite the home church and school in order to stand off this attack that's coming on the hearts and minds of our children. So until next time, may we all be willing and prepared to engage in this battle for the hearts and minds of our children. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.